With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. And welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Back to matchmaking this week, coming out of UFC Vegas 23 on Saturday as we're on the road to Jacksonville, Florida, on the road to UFC 261 in less than two weeks. Thank you for checking out the program this week. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alex Kaylee. How are you, my friend? Mike, my best friend, we have made so many new friends. Uh, I, I am staggered at the amount of listener suggestions we got this week. Not surprised, I guess. It was, uh, a, a, I'd say, a fairly eventful fight night. And also, of course, there was the one-week break. So you know, I think the uh, absence made the heart grow a little bit fonder. And I think we had we had, had readers, uh, listeners chomping at the bit to get their suggestions in. So I will do what I can to mention everyone, but we have a lot, uh, and of course, our own to get to. Yes, it's funny because I've noticed that over the last few weeks, the DM numbers have grown, at least on my end on Instagram. Like I have people actually DMing me after each fight now. Like they're just like, let's make the list as we go along, (laughs) which is along. It's pretty, pretty smart, uh, pretty smart move because there's a good chance, especially with the promises I have made that uh, you'll probably get on the program. But let us begin (laughs) Never <laughs> promised them, Mike. Never I know. promised them. <laughs> so far, so good. But let's start with the man who closed the show, earned a unanimous decision in the main event. Marvin Vittori took a risk. I don't think a lot of people are, are giving this enough credit. He took a risk after Darren Till was forced to withdraw from this car with a broken collarbone. Obviously, Darren Till is a massive name in this division. He takes on Kevin Holland instead. Holland, clearly the better striker on the feet, clearly the more explosive striker on the feet, but Vittori's advantage with the wrestling and the grappling and the takedowns and the top pressure, it outweighed any advantage Kevin Holland might have had in that fight. So Vittori, of course, 
did what we expected him to do. Called out Israel Adesanya. Called for a title shot. He thinks he's done enough. What do you think, AK? Has Marvin Vittori, the Italian dream, done enough? What should be next for Mr. Vittori? Okay, first part, has he done enough to earn a UFC title shot? Yes. Really more than enough, based on what we know of how UFC title shots are handed out. Five straight wins in the division. Uh, some nice names on there. Last two, Holland, Hermanson. You know, good top 15 ranked guys. Hermanson, I think, was top. I want to say it was top five, at least no lower than six or seven when they faced off. I believe he was five. And then I think Vittori took a spot. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Carl Roberson, I think, is a good name. Cesar Muchan. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good names there. So five straight, yes. Uh, the call-out, sure. I know people, I saw a lot of people just rolling their eyes on uh, on social media after when he, he said he, he's like, oh, I'm ready for the title shot now. Like, oh, people are like, oh, not after that performance. It's like, guys, he just, he won. He won. I agree. It wasn't super exciting. It was on ABC. I'm sure, I'm sure Dana White and some of the, some of the, some of the officials were kind of like, oh, why, why, why like this? Why on our second ABC show, you know, did this? But again, they had to know that was a possibility coming in. We all know what Holland's weakness is. So, uh, yeah, I didn't mind him saying he deserves it. I, I, it wouldn't be what I would book for him yet. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think uh, that's in the cards. And I don't think it's a compelling rematch yet. I'm not feeling that heat yet. So for me, I almost by process of elimination, I went to Jared Cannonier. Coming off a loss, yes, but three and one at middleweight. Uh, I, he is still, at least in the official rankings, higher ranked than uh, Vittori. I don't know if that would be the case when Tuesday rolls around. It might, they might flip the rankings around a little bit. But I do have Cannonier higher. I think it's a good fight. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll I'll let you go first, Mike, before I, before I kind of go down into elaborate, like you know, obviously why a lot of other matchups in the top fifteen don't really make sense for him. But go ahead, Mike. I want to hear what uh, what you got. Okay, so I, I agree with what you say mm. when it comes to has Vittori done enough to earn a title shot? He has done enough to earn a title shot. He has not done enough, in my opinion, to earn a title shot in this division against this mm. champion right now. He just he just hasn't. Look, I I will also sort of agree with you on this. It was a very good win for Marvin Vittori. He won. He did so in one in a one-sided fashion. But outside of the second round where he busted up Kevin Holland, busted up his eye, left him a little bit bloody, it was pretty much the same exact thing Derek Brunson did three weeks earlier. The name of the game is winning. And I said the same thing about Brunson after that win. I get it. But when you get to the top 10 the top five, especially in a division like this, one that really sticks out to Dana White, the next most important thing besides winning is to separate yourself from the pack. And Vittori accomplished step one on Saturday, no doubt about it. He absolutely did not accomplish step two. And this is, I'm not saying this to dog Marvin Vittori, but Darren Till may have been the biggest winner of the weekend and he's hurt. He has a broken collarbone. He's sitting at home recovering from a broken collarbone, and he might be the biggest winner of the weekend. Robert Whitaker and Calvin Gaslam fight next weekend. That fight becomes even more important because Vittori gave him an opening. They gave him an opening. The door has opened up a little bit. They can sprint right through it. The fight to make is Vittori versus Brunson. Like, I know they have the same manager, but so freaking what? Brunson is ranked two spots higher than Vittori. Vittori probably isn't going to move up very much, if at all, after that win. They both just beat Kevin Holland with with the wrestling. That's the fight. That is the fight to make. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, I, I, the only reason I didn't go with this, I'm still kind of holding out hope for Brunson, uh, Paulo Costa. I, again, we don't really know. We know Paulo Costa had some sort of, I think, flu, some sort of pretty severe flu, uh, which is why he was out of his last fight. So I don't know. I'm not sure when he, he'll be back. I, 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 I was assuming it wouldn't take too long to come back, but who knows? Uh, so I, I'm still holding out for that fight. But yeah, that one makes a lot of logical sense. It'd be a cool matchup for Brunson, too, because like we say, Brunson typically only gets either 
former champions and like legends or up and coming guys trying to take his name. This would be the first time I th- in a while, not the first time ever, definitely first time in a while where I think he's facing someone who's like right around his level, not maybe not in terms of experience, but in terms of like where they are as, as prestige goes and like the level of challenge, just really evenly matched. Of course, like you said, and they're both coming off wins over Holland. So, uh, yeah, I think people are very curious to see how that one would turn out. Um, man, we couldn't have gotten, we couldn't have waited like a couple of weeks and gotten Till and Vittori as ultimate fighter coaches. There you go. That would have been awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it wouldn't have held up a title shot. I know Till probably wouldn't have been. Oh, I guess he wouldn't have been able to be involved because we know he has an injury. But again, there's a lot of ways they could work around that. It's TV, right? It's TV. I'd just so much rather have that fight be booked and then hyped and delayed than uh, than what we got with uh, Volkanovski and and Ortega. But that's a whole other that's a whole other story, I guess. I'll tell you what. If like if Robert Whitaker wins, if Robert Whitaker starches Calvin Gaslam. He's getting the he's getting the rematch, but mm-hmm. if he goes out there and wins a close decision, I still think Darren Till is going to be the next to, to fight wow. for the belt. I really do. So Vittori has options, you know. But let's look at this: way. Vittori has options. The the title is certainly one of them. It just, in, I I think in our eyes, and I think we're 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 speaking a little bit through the eyes, speaking through the you know you speak through the eyes, Mike. Speaking a little, <laughs> when you're doing a podcast, you speak through the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> speaking through. Hashtag speak through the eyes. Uh, speaking through the eyes of the matchmakers, uh, I, I don't think that they they have a Tory at the top of their title fight list either. I would agree. If we're being fair, I do want to touch on Kevin Holland, AK. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have to. I, I assume you think the move to 170 is yeah. is imminent. That's it. Yeah, we we mentioned before he's banned on the show. He's definitely banned at making middleweight matchups because he'll jump at any of those in a second. We we were saying on the I don't know if it was a preview of the Q and A that like. Look for him to replace either Whitaker or Gaslam if, uh, God forbid, something happens to one of them. And, and that's what he'll do. So he's banned. But yes, in, in the broad sense, I, I think myself and a lot of listeners and readers and watchers uh, are all saying he's got to try 170. Right, Mike? Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I think the plan is you take some time off. You take you chill out for a few weeks. You know, maybe do what you do with the uh, the wacky tobacco. Relax. Have a bite to eat. Watch some movies. Get your nutritionist ready to go. Once that uh, that time to kind of deal with what you dealt with fades away, and then you catch a flight to San Jose, get to AKA, you work with Habib and DC and Luke and all those guys, Javier Mendez and those wrestling machines over there, and then you go to 170. You take your time. There's a lot of rhyme in there. I didn't even realize it. You just dropping bar. I thought you had you were going. There was a fight. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what what AKA guy's name ends with an A sound? Because like he's about to drop something here. There's got to be there's got to be somebody, but yeah, look, yeah, so, but the plan, but go to 170 and then you fight Mike Perry. There you go. That's 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 what you do. That's how you're intro- That's how you how you introduce to 170. There's heat there. Perry's got one fight left in his deal. I think they would keep him around for a fight like that. That's what I would go with. So hopefully, but you know what's going to happen. Kevin Holland's going to end up fighting in three weeks. And oh, oh, I didn't want to deal with. I, I don't want to talk about. It. That's why he's banned. <laughs> that's why he's banned. Banned from the program. Kevin, take a break, Kevin. Take a break. You're a ta- such a talent. So clearly, I, I, I get it. He, he did not look great against Vittori or Brunson, but you 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 see the fl- you could see the flashes, especially in the stand-up. I mean, especially in the stand-up. You could so see the flashes. And, you know, again, uh, we're not saying a move to 170 fixes all the wrestling problems. There's so many strong wrestlers at 170, but that 15 pounds of, that you have to cut, it makes a lot of difference. It makes a lot of difference. So that plus, of course, like you said, really cracking down on the wrestling, just going all out on the wrestling defense and learning, you know, really, really getting those fundamentals down. It, it, it'll help. There's no there's no way he won't be a better fighter at 170. Completely agree. Now, the co-main event on paper 
and in the octagon as it played out was the most interesting fight of the entire weekend we had two mm-hmm. top level 45ers unbeaten in the ufc they collide and arnold allen comes away with his o in the ufc still intact his 10th straight win overall now 8-0 in the ufc now is the longest winning streak in the division right now, even above Alexander Volkanovsky. He hands Sadiq Yusuf his first UFC loss. And you know what, AK? Whatever this guy is selling, I'm buying it. In fact, I'm buying multiples. I'm going to BJ's Wholesale Club and buying it in bulk. And having said that, Arnold Allen deserves an opportunity. And I want to give it to him. And the fight to make is Allen versus Sabit Magomed Sharapov. Sabit has not fought since November 2019. He was booked against Yair Rodriguez a bunch. He kind of mismanaged his entire 2020 and didn't fight even when he had chances to fight. So this division, like I said many times already on this program, it is passing him by. He needs to fight. So fight Arnold Allen because he's not going to get the Holloway fight. It's a beat, that is. He's not going to get a title fight anytime soon. He just needs to fight. That's what I'd like to see. You get two surging contenders in there. That's it. That's my pick. What say you? Yeah, I agree. The title fight is not happening. I think that'd be crazy. I think we've all, I think we also want to see it someday. But for the most part, we've moved on from a year, years that beat for now. If it got booked, obviously we'd be, we'd be excited. But I don't think anyone will be disappointed anymore if like the next fight for either of those guys is not each other. It's just, just there's just been too many stops and starts. It's just uh, and, and and some weird circumstances too. Uh, I like I like Alan's suggestion he had post fight uh, post fight press conference. He's he's kind of looking ahead and said what would be a fun matchup. And he's like, oh, you know, maybe that maybe the Dan Ige uh, Korean zombie winner. It is a little bit far ahead. It is uh, June, so that's a long break for for Arnold Allen. Should he decide to wait for the winner of that fight? Um, but he kind of mentioned something about wanting to take some time back home. I, I, obviously, he was a long layoff. He was off for over like 440 days, and I'm sure he wants to get back in there soon. But at the same time. A little rest and relaxation isn't going to kill him. Uh, spending time again back home in England is probably good for him. So if he decides to take a, a healthy break, uh, it's got another, you know, a, not as long. I, I like that idea. I definitely like that idea. But uh, and my only thing with with guys matching up with guys up like Zabit, uh, Bryce Mitchell is I'm just I just don't know where these guys are as far as getting set up with fights because they they get thrown up by listeners all the time. Uh, and I, honestly, I just I don't, I don't know. We just got we got to track these guys down and find out what's up. But uh, yeah, Zabit would be a great matchup. I would love to see Zabit call for it. Or his management call for it. Either one. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. And then, uh, but otherwise, yeah, maybe he waits for an exciting fight with Ige or Zombie. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I know Calvin Cater is a popular pick. I'd be down for that fight as well. So we'll see what happens. 45 is such a good division. It's super deep, and there's a lot of talent. No doubt about that. Nice win for Arnold Allen. Uh, so did Yusuf. Pretty solid performance and defeat as well. So. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 
expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We move ahead to Julian Marquez, one half of the fight of the night. He puts Sam Alvey to sleep with a rear naked choke after hurting him badly on the feet. Marquez now 2-0, two submission wins in 2021 after a super long layoff. He's called out Miley Cyrus. He's called out Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Who are you calling, AK, to be the next opponent for the Cuban Missile Crisis? I, <clears throat> excuse me, I am sticking with the matchup that we all wanted after that last win. Uh, you know, this is a, a turnaround, for, a quick turnaround for Marquez. He was replacing Zach Cummings. So that's why we're doing Marquez again so soon. Uh, unfortunately, the guy I originally wanted was booked, but I still want this. I still want Marquez versus Jun Yong Park. Uh, Park is now fighting Tefan and Chukwe on May 8th. But if Park wins, I think that's still the matchup to make. I don't know if people feel Marquez, you know, now because he's got another he's got another win. Uh, I think three wins now in total in the UFC that he's kind of leapfrogged uh, Park or or it was already ahead of him. It's so far ahead of him. doesn't make sense anymore. But for some reason, that matchup is still sticking out to me. If in Chukwe won, I wouldn't be as jazzed to see him fight Marquez. I think he's a bit further behind. So so it's kind of weird. I kind of need Park to win on this one. But I'm standing by – there's there's other options, but I'm standing by that one. It's still a fight I really want to see for some reason. Yeah, I think that was my pick as well mm-hmm. coming out yeah. of the Marquez win in – I think it was – I don't know when it was, but it wasn't long ago. Uh, yeah. March maybe. But listen, the correct answer – and we've talked about this already. It, the correct answer is Joaquin Buckley. But as he told me on What the Heck – Mm-hmm. That is James Krause's fight. Krause <laughs> called dibs and basically laid down the gauntlet to anybody in the gym. Either Krause fights Buckley or none of the glory guys fight Buckley. Like when you talk that grease in this, Krause wants that fight and doesn't want anybody else taking it. And I get that. So I like the park idea. If he wins, cool. If something happens with Nchukwi and he needs a new opponent, you could slot Marquez in there. That's just fine. If not... Listen, Marquez versus anybody is fun. Anybody. But I'll go with Marquez versus Andrew Sanchez. That's a fun scrap. Ah, yes. I'm, I'm cool with that. El Derte. El Derte versus uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's that's just fun. That's a Jed Mishu special right there. He, he's got such a good gimmick going, Marquez. 
Such a good gimmick. For anyone who didn't, by the way, didn't see that he called out the Chiefs players and the Chiefs players all responded. So, again, I don't know if there's something going on where Marquez has some sort of Hollywood sports entertainment like connection. And that's, you know, if these call outs are like predetermined or whatever. But either way, even if it is, let me put it this way. Even if all this is like the stuff with my Cyrus and the stuff with the Chiefs is all kind of like part of, you know, some some business plan. And they're all in it. I still think it's cool. I still think it looks look, cool. I think it looks cool for a fighter. I think it looks cool for the UFC. Uh, so, yeah, whether it's real or not, whether it's all kind of put on, I, I like the act. And I think he's it's a very, very good for Marquez. Yeah. Now we go to Mackenzie Dern, AK. And it, I'd say like once an episode, we go on a journey. And I think this might be the journey because what a, have to. Yeah. What a performance. She submits Nina Nunez in the first round with an arm bar. She made it look easy. And on Tuesday, she will be at worst a top six fighter at 115 pounds, maybe even a top five fighter in the strawweight division. And she is absolutely a problem for anybody in this division she could do what she did to nina nunez to anybody in this division if a fight gets to the ground and the scary thing is she is nowhere near a finished product nowhere near it which if i'm somebody at 115 in the top five i'm like i better get her now but look i know i've talked to mackenzie dern a million times over the years she isn't a big call-out fighter she's not a trash talker but those aren't always one in the same ak like calling somebody out doesn't make you a trash talker doesn't make you a mean person so i kind of think she missed an opportunity here my best friend i really wish she called out yoani and jacek and even if she said her name doesn't mean she's getting the fight but even if she said something like listen i want somebody in the top five i know yoana doesn't have an opponent lined up i would like that fight Something like that, because had she done that, that would have generated a lot of buzz. Every headline would have said, Mackenzie Dern submits Nina Nunez, calls for fight with Ioanni and Jacek, something to that effect. Instead, she's still going to get like an important fight, but it won't be that big. And had she mentioned Ioana's name, I bet the UFC looks at that fight very seriously. That could be a fight night main event too. What I think ends up happening now, even though it's a risky fight, I think the UFC will go the Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez track because it makes sense. The rankings will line up perfectly. Either Dern's going to be a spot ahead or behind Marina Rodriguez. And hardcore fans will love that fight. I will love it too. I will sign up, sit and watch it and enjoy it. But I think I think she could have gotten the Ioana fight. She still could, but her chances would have been better if she just said her name somewhere in that post-fight interview. I'm not mad at the approach. It was a slight whiff. A slight one, in my humble opinion, but she'll have some other options as well with the fight coming up. With we got the title fight, we got Esparza versus Jan Janan. Great night for Dern overall. A minus could have been an A plus. I took us on the ride, but but you and I talked about that in our Slack DMs yesterday. I was mm. just like, call out Joanna, say her name, <laughs> and she didn't do it. What did you think? And she could have been so nice about it too, just like, oh, you know, I've always looked up to her. It would, it would be an honor to fight her. Classic, you know, the classic. It'd be an honor, and you could ramp up the trash talk later. But yeah, you're right. That and she mentioned a bunch of names too, because she mentioned, of course, she mentioned uh, Zhang, she mentioned Rose Namajunas, she mentioned uh, Yan Shanan, she mentioned Carlos Barza. She mentioned a lot of people except for Joanna. Uh, so I, so for me, uh, that would be a great matchup. In a perfect world, I would also love to see uh, Tatiana Suarez match up. We again, we, in a perfect world, Tatiana Suarez is completely healed for whatever's ailing her, and can you know is gets a gets a big fat pay raise and and she fights uh she fights um 
Mackenzie Duran. But again, I just don't know what's up with Suarez. So whenever her matchup gets announced, you know, we'll, we'll all be happy. But no idea. I don't, I don't hear anything brewing. So uh, so for now, I do like also the idea of the uh, Jan Esparza winner. The only issue is I'm sure someone would argue that Jan or Esparza should become the number one contender after that fight, which is fair. Uh, it would probably depend how they won. Uh, if it was if it was a competitive but uneventful decision, I could see the UFC not wanting to necessarily give them a title fight and wanting to uh, give Dern a chance at one of them instead. So, so that that's sort of my boring choice. Uh, is the worst option? I don't know why I thought this was possible, but I also thought, I also thought, is this like the worst possible option? Like a Tisha Torres? It's like the, is that like the last person you want Dern fighting right now? Ah, uh, she's yeah. That's that's the worst. She's she's probably, beyond that. She's way she's yeah, beyond that. Probably below. So yeah, yeah Tisha uh, Tisha. I mean, below, below Dern, well below Dern in the rankings right now after that win last night, and also uh, someone who I think would be a tough a tight fight for Dern as well. Maybe, maybe not uh, maybe not someone you'd want the match. If you're trying to build up Dern, you want to throw in there necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a you know it's kind of a risky fight, but I think I mean I would push Dern as a heavy heavy favorite in that fight. Because her striking's getting a lot better. Like she went, in, she got in, she got inside Nunez real fast. Like she was yes. able to close that distance real quick. Get her up against the fence. She was landing some good shots. Torres is good at keeping from distance, but eventually Dern's going to get her hands on her. And there's, I don't care who you are in that division. She's so strong though. You're going She's for so a ride. Strong. Yeah, you're going down and you're getting subbed. I mean, but I mean, Tisha Torres is so strong too. She I is. Think I wonder. I wonder. I, I now I kind of want to see it. I think it's a bad matchup. Uh, just I mean, not not necessarily bad for Dern, like I think she's gonna lose, but just bad as in stylistically, I don't know. But it'd be cool though. But I think it'd be a nice test. So I don't know. I, I could see that. Like with them, I could see that matchup being made. I'm just telling people we'll check the tapes six months from now. Don't be surprised. Uh, I don't love it, but I could see it be happening. Yeah, I think that's a warning. This is a two. If it was like two fights ago, I'd be all in. Yeah. But when you go in and you you sub a top five fighter in the first round i don't think you can go back and fight tisha torres at this point but we'll see if she wants to stay active if she wants to play uh the kevin holland role we could see that fight but now we head to the welterweight division we head to daniel rodriguez battered mike perry for 15 minutes to earn his fourth ufc win he should honestly be 5-0 and in the ufc right now but i thought he got a bit of a hose job uh from the judges against nicholas dalby but good bounce back win for d-rod good name to have on the resume and we found out after the win that he fought with a torn pectoral muscle, which he suffered a month before the fight, which is even Gosh. more impressive. But big win for D-Rod, AK. What do you want to see next for him? Let's give Daniel Rodriguez. I have another boring choice. Guys, I'm a boring person. We know that. Anyone who listens to the show regularly knows this. Let's give him the the Randy Brown, Alex Oliveira winner. They fight on April 24th. I know. I know. I know there's a lot of people that probably want to lump that uh, jump d-rod into the top 20 maybe he's there already i don't know uh, i don't think he's quite there yet in my own personal rankings but i i i love what i see from daniel rodriguez uh he's already got wins over some veteran guys but i'm just i don't for me i want to see him i just want to keep testing him i want to keep testing i'm in no I'm, this. I'm in no rush to put him on that championship track where we're talking about like how how close you are do you think you're ready to a title shot da, da, da. He might be like two fights away. I don't know. But I don't want him to have to answer those questions yet. I want him still taking fun, competitive fights and building up his resume. Uh, and so that a year from now, I, I would like a year from now, we're really talking about Daniel Rodriguez and the welterweight telepicture. So boring answer. April 24th, Randy Brown, Alex Oliveira. Give me, the, give, me give uh, D-Rod the winner of that fight. There's a lot of fun options out there for D-Rod. I like the Nico Price idea. That seems to be a popular one uh, on the post-fight show. Carlos Condit was thrown out there. I like that idea. Robbie Lawler was thrown out there. I like that idea as well. But 
kind of like you did with Julian Marquez, I'm going to go back, check the tapes to last year when Rodriguez knocked out Dwight Grant. I'm going to go back to it. Rodriguez versus the James Krause. I still think it's the fight to make, especially with Buckley out of the equation. And uh, a win over Krause gets you very close to the top 15. So that's my pick. Uh, I'm going with that one, AK. I'm not going to lie. I keep forgetting to make matchups for James Krause. I just think of him as this brilliant coach now. <laughs> he's also a brilliant fighter. You know, that's right. And it's not like he hasn't been active. He's been he's been fighting recently. So I don't know why. I just keep forgetting to make matches for him. So, yeah, no, that's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. But, yeah, I just keep thinking of him as, as coach. Uh, coach. Imagine if James Krause could coach James Krause. How, <laughs> how, powerful, he, how powerful he would be. I just – I hate, the one thing I just don't like about ESPN Plus – Oh, God. Like, why do you why do you go to so many commercial breaks? Like, we're paying a premium for your product. Like, yeah. come on now. Like, if you want to do it during the prelims, it's fine. But once we get to the main card, like, I want to hear what James Crow says to Julia Marquez between rounds. Like, I love that stuff. We missed the Grant Dawson advice until we saw it on social media the next day. Come on. Let us do the, the corner advice, especially when Krause is out there. But yeah. Yeah, I'm up, I'm up in Canada, and we get commercials because, again, it's on TV. I am not. We don't have ESPN Plus up here, so I'm not paying. How, how much is it a month? ESPN Plus? Uh, it's five. It's five. It's only five bucks a month. But five we... USD. That's that's like thirty dollars Canadian. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so give or give or take a few percentage points here. That's like thirty dollars Canadian. And if if I was paying thirty dollars Canadian for a subscription service a month and getting commercials, I'd be like, what? I mean, what the. What the hell is so that really sucks. that should be one of the benefits of a streaming service is that you get to show everything. Right. Isn't that wouldn't isn't that one of the cool things that like when you have a fight pass or you have an ESPN plus that you think like, oh, cool, I'm I'm going to get to see everything. And, and then you get hit by I imagine the same three commercials over and over. Yes, again as well. that's and that's what pisses <laughs> me off, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, it drives me nuts. That sucks. But to more positive things, yeah, let please. us head to the wild card round where we're going to select a fighter we have not match made for yet. And we will do so right now. So it could be a winner on the prelims, could be a loser on the prelims, could be a loser on the main card. The sky is the limit, my best friend. So what is your wild card selection coming out of UFC Vegas 23? Oh, I don't want to possibly spoil your selection. I thought, are we not doing Joe Selecki, big, the big featured prelim winner, Joe Selecki? I wasn't planning on it. We can. Uh, go ahead. Well, you, yeah, if you want to go oh, Selecki, go ahead. Go there. Selecki. Sorry, yes, I, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, normally we would do six. Uh, it was a five-fight main card, but it was such an eventful main card. I didn't think we. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I'll throw it out there. I, I again, another guy, kind of in Daniel Rodriguez's position. Uh, so many directions to go. Uh, a lot of good listener suggestions. So I'll, I'll leave some of these alternates to them. But uh, I got a, I got a weird thing where I want to fight another veteran, and I like him fighting Leonardo Santos. I think it's another good veteran test. I think it's someone who's higher than him in the rankings. I think it's a good style matchup. I also like Santos a lot. I want to see how much Santos has left. I know he got knocked out by Dawson at the end of that fight, but I felt it was pretty competitive going up to that point. Dawson was going to get the decision win anyway, but I felt it was pretty competitive up to that point. So I want to see how much Santos has left. One of the one of the older older guard in the lightweight division, but a guy who I still think looks really good um, and can and can beat a lot of the uh, lower half of the lightweight division. So Selecki, I think, is no longer part of that lower half, but how closely to the kind of top 20? I don't know. It's a good test for him. So yeah, that's so you can take that as maybe a half wild card for uh, showing some love to Selecki. Yeah. Um... God, I don't know what to do with Selecki, to be honest with you. I mean, it was a good win. He did what he had to do to get it done. Um, He's a mature guy. You did a great interview. For anyone who didn't listen, by the way, Mike uh, Selecki did do, uh, was on What the Heck recently. Great interview with Mike. Uh, he's a dad now. So, so there was some dad strength there. Recently, recently became a father. Yeah. There's, there's some dad strength there. And uh, he's also a Jersey boy, so it was kind of cool that he got to uh, got to fight Jim. I think he said he said they'd never really, they never met, but uh, 
obviously, I think any fighter coming up in New Jersey over the last like ten over the last decade knows who Jim. You know, kind of looks up to Jim Miller as a guy who's just an absolute legend. Thirty seventh, thirty seventh UFC appearance for Jim Miller. That's that's insane. That's so wild. Um, you know what? You know what? Because I'm going to go with the winner of Jakar Close versus Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. Where wins that fight? We'll go. Okay. We'll, gets Joe Selecki next. I'm yeah. not. I'm not ready. I know Dana White kind of sold this fight as, listen, we like Joe Selecki. We see a lot in him. You know, if he can beat Jim Miller, he's ready for the top 15. And he might very well be. I just don't know if that performance was enough to get him a top 15 opponent. Um, I mean, this is still a step up. I think close and obviously Stevens has a name. The winner of that I think is is fine. I think that's that, that's a good little step up. Lightweight's loaded, but... uh mm-hmm. Wild card wise, AK, who you got? I got to show some love to Da Jung. I thought he looked great against William Knight. I, uh, I picked against him because as a again, well, my picks are terrible, so that means nothing. Uh, so uh, yeah, I like what he showed against William Knight. Look, nothing fancy. He he's a, he's a, he knows he's a better wrestler, taller fighter. Take this guy down, control him. William Knight, dangerous guy. So good strategy, Da Jung. Three zero and one now. In the UFC, unbeaten. That's another. That's always nice. So it's time for him to step up. You know, when I see you get the, when I see you get that third UFC win, it's time for a bit of a step up. Not a big one, but uh, I want to see him fight a guy who just won a close decision, uh, Michael Oleksychuk. So, uh, you know, again, nothing, nothing fancy, but just keep both guys moving along. Two, two, I think, got two potentially, I think, top fifteen light heavyweights. I'm not saying world title contenders, but top fifteen ranked guys. Yeah. So Dan Jung and uh, Michael Olegchuk. That's my uh, that's my option. There's other options for Young as well, but again, so, some of the readers covered these, so I'll leave uh, leave the, all those uh, mentions to them. I also picked William Knight to win that fight, and mm. the re and and I'll tell you what, the way those first two rounds played out was exactly the way I thought the first two rounds right. were going to play out, and I thought like Knight was just going to like come through in the third because like literally, if you go back and you if you watch every William Knight fight. Like, that's pretty much what happens in every William Knight fight. Like, he gets beat up, he gets in big trouble, almost gets finished, and then he comes back and wins. Like, that's what he does. So I just kind of pictured more of the same. Didn't happen. I think Daoon Jung did his homework well, his team especially. So good on him, good win. But I am going with Matush Gamrod. I think this guy is the real deal. Picked up his first knockout win of his career against Scott Holtzman. I know he's had some TKO finishes along the way, but this is his first, like, knockout in the books. And Holtzman is tougher than a $2 stake, to quote good old JR. So this is a good win. That was a good test, especially coming off the kind of controversial loss to Guram Kutatalatse. But I want to see more. I think he's ready for a top 25 guy. I think he's ready for a top 20 guy, okay? And I'm ready to give him a good test. So let's do it. Matush Gamrot versus Drew Dober. Let's have some fun at 155A Kizzle. That's fire. That's such a fire matchup. We, there's a lot. Listeners, uh, Gamrot, I would wager, was one of the three most matched up fighters this week, I think. Like I said, like I said there was a lot of listener suggestions this week, so so I'm probably, it's probably close, but Gamrot, real, look, he had a lot of buzz coming into the UFC, let's be honest here, uh, uh, two-division champion in KSW. Uh, he was 17 and 0, I think, coming in. I think that his the uh, Kutetalatse loss was the was the first one, and it was such a close fight. I know some people actually had it for for Gamrod. So uh, people were really kind of expecting him to do well against Holtzman. I don't know if they saw a knockout, but and such an impressive one too. But uh, yeah, he he really showed up. So he, that Gamrod stock, if, if it was down at all, it went right back up, right back up after last night. Yeah, even Kutetalatse scored it for Gamrod, if you remember his post <laughs> oh, yeah. interview. So. <laughs> Uh, so do we helpful. have some check? Do we have check the tapes? Oh my gosh, don't we? Um, 
I'm giving myself credit. I'm sure some listeners call this as well. But I, Cyril uh, uh, Gan versus Alexander Volkov. I think what I said specifically was well because I've been matching this one up for a while. It was something like it was something like I wanted. Oh, Volkov versus the Gan uh, Rosenstruck winner. This was way, way, way long time ago. And then when Gan won, I said stick with that. So I've been on this path for a while. I'm giving myself a little pat in the back, a little tape check. Again, I know other people wanted to. That one goes down. Uh, Gan versus Volkov, June 26th. Mike, I think you just. I don't know if it was, was it whatever the last card that Tuivasa fought. And that was two weeks ago, right? Tuivasa? Two, two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Tuivasa and Greg Hardy? Yeah, yeah it was, was it two, uh, was, two, was it 260? 260. It was the most recent pay-per-view, I think. Anyway, yeah. our memory is terrible. But either way, you definitely called for Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. That was going on on July 10th. Again, I know other people did too, but of course, I give Mike credit first. So uh, check the tapes on that. Mike, that's a point for you. Uh, a point for everyone and for freedom. Uh, the, the, the rescheduling of Neil on Neil. I mean, this is... I, Mike, my heart is so full. I'm sure they reached out to you as well. So many people reached out to me when they said... And, and, so and many. Literally, literally, the messages were just like, I'm so happy for you. That this is... Like, not even... <laughs> so, they were so, like, I'm so happy for this year. And I'm like, I'm happy. And I just replied to this people. I'm like, I'm so happy for all of us. I'm happy for everyone. So May 8th is... I mean, a month. It's still a month away. So fingers crossed. You know, I hope everything's okay with both these guys and this fight goes down. Because, yes, we need hashtag Neil on Neil. People, we made this happen. We made this happen. Uh, shout out to the listeners. A lot of them wanted Macy Barber versus Miranda Maverick. And that is now going down July 24th. Uh, Tristan Gordet in our emails was particularly proud boasting about it. He said you – I don't know if he said you didn't like it or he was like – I'll read you Tristan's message. Tristan said, I think Mike is going to want to edit out what he said about Miranda fighting the winner of Lee and Antonina. I don't know what that means. Were you were you particularly against Maverick Barber? Um, I wasn't. It's I wasn't against it for the matchup. I was against it because the UFC sees Macy Barber as like a potential big star for this division. Yes. So yeah. why in God's name would you put her in there with Miranda Maverick? Like that's why I wasn't against. It. I wasn't against the fight. I was against. Mm-hmm. I was against the notion of the fight and the way the UFC handles themselves because they've put Macy in some tough spots already. Like, first you throw in there with Roxy. I mean, then that's fine. Like, I actually th- thought that was the right matchup. Yeah. But then you bring her back against against Alexa Grasso, which, yeah. is a, which is a really tough fight. And now you're putting her up against Miranda Maverick? Like, that's why I was against it. Like, why would you do that to her? Like, I, it's not like she can't win, but... I'm definitely favoring Miranda Maverick in that fight. Yeah, it's even for me. You know me. I'm I'm always like I don't care. Throw prospects against against each other. Even for me, I was kind of like I didn't love them doing it now. So I'm looking forward to the fight. I don't think a third loss for Barbara should be like the end of her as a prospect. Or and I I'm I'm sure the UFC would not cut her. I think they have a lot invested in her. I I my own hope is should Barbara lose again. Um, and again, it's it's not guaranteed. Like I said, we're all favoring Maverick. Barbara's very talented. Who knows how much she improves for her next fight? But if in, in the po- distinct possibility that she loses again, I would hope the UFC uh, would recalibrate how they're matchmaking for her because she is very talented and in a very and very young in her career. She's taking fights that most people her age should not be taking. And while that's a selling point at first, once you start losing those fights, it just becomes oh, this person's inexperienced and shouldn't be having these fights. So sorry guys, that's a whole other uh, podcast there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, everyone want listeners. Uh, zombie versus Ige. It was it was just a logical matchup. Everyone wanted it. Dan Ige wanted it. Korean Zombie wanted it. Listeners want it. So that's June nineteenth. So there we go. So and uh, I think I have to cre- give credit to uh, our regular Instagram contributor Jacob Best for Amanda Hebus versus Angela Hill going down on May eighth. Again, this is one a lot of people called for, but I think it was after who fought more recently Hill. I think 
And I think a lot of people called it for that. Uh, Jacob Best has been on this since January. So he called this three months ago. He wanted to see he bus fight. I mean, uh, uh, Angela Hill, excuse me. So uh, I'll give Jacob Best the credit for that one. So check the tape. So yeah, a lot of tape t- uh, tapes were checked, guys. I'm sure I missed some. And again, credit to anyone who had some of the suggestions I mentioned, but I, I want to sort of give to uh, first mention the uh, the tape check. Yep. Yeah, I think that was. I, I'm pretty sure I picked that one at some point. So yeah, it's a good. It's a. It's a great matchup. Uh, Aspen Lad versus Macy Chieson, which is did added. You call, did you call for that? I did not call for that, but that was just a, a fun matchup that they oh, yeah. that they added. Um, some good stuff. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Some good stuff. Let's uh, let's go to the peeps. I'll just read the DMs real quick because there's ahead, so Mike. freaking many of them. Uh, Henry Terry, Dern versus Marina. Book the damn thing. That's all I have for on to the next one. He is uh, he's excited. Uh, Harper, Harper H. Uh, D Rod versus Ponzinibbio. Julian Marquez versus either Brad Tavares or Akhmedov. Unfortunately, he goes, unfortunately, I'm going to use the Josh Emmett card and say rebook Emmett versus Arnold Allen. Obviously, Marvin versus Costa, just so I can see Marvin get knocked out. And then uh, if Uriah Hall wins, beats Chris Weidman, he says Holland versus Uriah Hall, which yeah, is an interesting like fight. Um, of course, again, I have to throw out the, the Josh Emmett contingency. He's going to be out for a while. He'll be... In my opinion, I don't think he'll fight this year. He might. If he does, it won't be till like December. So could be could be quite a bit of time before we see him. Uh let's see. Sean Bradley. Dern went out and dominated against number five. She deserves a big fight against Yuani and Jacek. Might be a jump, but I don't th- but I think she's the real deal. Holland had some huge strikes, but Marvin dominated. I'd love to see Marvin versus Whitaker if he wins next week. And the winner will fight Israel Adesanya later in the year. I'm a big Holland fan, but he needs to drop to 170 if he wants to be a contender. I think I saw Neil versus Neil on the book, so let's get Holland versus Ponzinibbio at oh. 170. That's interesting. Uh, Arnold Allen versus Sabit from Jack Porter. Dern versus Joanna. Marquez versus Tavares. Also, I think you could rebook Vittorian Till for a chance at the title if they aren't going to give Vittorian the title shot first. Obviously, that would be down the line, though. That's from Jack Porter. Uh, let's see. John George, Mike Perry versus Michelle Pajeda. Last fight on Perry's contract. Good opponent to make a possible splash against or book his ticket back to the regional scene. Jim Miller versus Michael Johnson. Kind of the same thing. Loser goes home match, but still good opportunity for either player to revive themselves. 
Sadiq versus Cub Swanson. If Cub can get a win in his next fight. Here's an interesting question, AK, from Mr. George. Could Kevin Holland be the one to get Nick Diaz out of retirement? I saw that. I saw people suggesting this. Is this a thing? Why is this a thing? I didn't even think it was a thing. It's a thing, apparently. Is it a thing? Yes. I, yeah, I got some. I'll, yeah. Uh, who, who, uh, who, who, who sent you that? Uh, this was uh, John George. Okay, no, we got uh, John George, presumably from the United States. I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, the other concession came from our boy, Toke Gerding Jensen in Denmark, who also, he said, he, uh, apparently, uh, he said he was doing, uh, uh, Chel Sonnen was doing a watch along. And I think Chel Sonnen might have brought it up. I don't, I'm not saying that's where, uh, where your, uh, George got his idea from, but uh, it is out there. Somehow it is out there. Uh, so it was apparently suggested by one Mr. Chael P. Sonnen. So uh, no higher authority than him. And I, <laughs> I guess that's it's being spoken into existence. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patrick Austin had a lot of suggestions. Um, and a, a question for you, AK. Oh. Uh, he says Gamrot versus Alexander Hernandez. Joe Selecki versus Magomed Mustafayev. Hmm. D-Rod versus Nico Price. Dern is ready for Joanna. Kevin Hahn versus Hamzat Jemayev. Either way class. And his wild card pick is Sadiq Youssef versus Bryce Mitchell, which I, I actually like that fight. I think that sure. makes a lot of sense. Um, but Patrick Austin would like to know, is there a spot where the fans could see the rankings for the fighters? Yes. Look, we are. I, I, I don't want to build up too much hype. The gears are in motion. The gears are in motion for uh, an MMA fighting rankings. My, my mystery rankings shall remain a mystery. Uh, I, I perhaps I may periodically tweet out sections of it, <laughs> but my rankings are because we all have we all have different criteria. So I would not dare to speak for MMA fighting, uh, but we will hopefully have some sort of consensus rankings out. I'm just you know I am going to say on the air to force myself to to get this sort of thing done before before the end of the summer. That seems reasonable. So before the end of June, or sorry, by the end of June. There you go, guys. I'm saying it on to the next one. I am setting a, a, a soft, so, very soft deadline <laughs> for myself. We will have, and, and hopefully before that, hopefully before that. But there's a lot of complications. One of the biggest things, and if people have suggestions, excuse me, guys. If people have suggestions uh, uh, on like, and questions about, about sorting out the rankings, because that's our biggest thing. Just trying to figure out what the rules should be for rankings. There's so many things. When do you, when do you remove someone uh, if they don't have a booking or if they're injured, uh, if they change divisions, if they compete in two divisions? Uh, there, there's uh, how does MMA math work? Where you know you have three guys who fight each other sort of in some sequence, and then one guy beats another guy. Da da da. There, there's a lot, of, and, and we all disagree. I mean, all, on staff, we all kind of have different opinions on how to view these things. Should the UFC champion? Uh, these, by the way, when we do rankings, it'll be probably be UFC belt or everything. So. Should the UFC champion always be number one? I know there's people on our staff who don't agree. Uh, I have I have some people say Alzheimer Sterling. I'll ask you, Mike. Is Alzheimer Sterling the number one bantamweight in the UFC right now? Well, he's the champion. I agree. But we have some people, <coughs> Casey Lydon, who uh, still have Piotr Jan number one. And I tried to explain to him, uh, Casey, the UFC tells me uh, who's number one by who they put the gold belt on. So I don't know what you're talking about, having an opinion that, that, <laughs> that uh, the UFC doesn't agree with. I think you're crazy. So, no, I don't know. But I agree. It, it, it is a legitimate question. Because if there's people out there who told me that they think Piotr Jan's still the number one bantamweight, I, it, it's, there's, a, there's a strong argument for it. I, I don't agree. I, I would put Aljo. But how can you how can you definitively say Aljo is better than Piotr Jan? We don't know. That's why we need to see that rematch. Fingers crossed, hopefully in October. So, sorry, guys. Yeah, so to answer that question, uh, rankings soon. Fingers crossed. I'm crossing my fingers, guys. You can't see it, but I'm crossing both of my fingers. And uh, I do want to have MMA fighting rankings. All right. 
Excellent. So look mm. for that soon. Uh, Peter Rydell, Vittoria versus Cannoneer, Holland versus Woodley, which I actually don't dislike that too much. Although I don't think we're going to see Woodley again. Uh, and then a random pick was Holloway versus Zabit. Uh, Zach Diamond, Sampson, Marquez versus Eric Anders, D Rod versus Jake yeah. Matthews, uh, Giga Chikadze versus Sadiq Yusuf. Hmm. And <laughs> I need to see Rug Rug against anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out yes. to Rug Rug. Oh. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Marvin Vittori versus Paul Costa, Arnold Allen versus Calvin Cater, Julian Marquez versus Ian Heinish, Mackenzie versus Ioana. Daniel Rodriguez versus Robbie Lawler. Jack Shore versus Nathaniel Wood. England on England. Let's do it. Uh, And then D-Rod versus Ponzinibbio from our good friend uh, Matt Bradbury. And that's all mine, I believe. Yes. There you go. Nathaniel Wood. Wait, Jack Shore is also English? I always get him confused. I'm getting people confused. Yeah. Jack Shore is from. uh, Where's Jack Shore from? No, he is Welsh. Welsh. Oh, how damn it. Dare damn you. it. How dare how me. How dare you confuse the good, the good people of Wales. I, for all our Wales listeners out there, I know what happens. See, that thing. I know what happens all the time. I've done it before, too. I'm pretty sure I've called, like, Brett Johns an Englishman. And, uh, it, no, it is not the same thing. It would be like calling me an American or calling you a Canadian, right? It's not. It's not. Or calling someone from New Zealand, Australian. Calling from someone from Austra- uh, uh, New Zealand, Australian. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, but, yes. Uh, well, Welsh versus England. Story rivalry. Uh, <laughs> that's all. Uh, that's Sorry, all mine. But on, yeah, I'm gonna have to, have to do a quick rewind. I don't know if you can find this one. You mentioned one matchup from Michael Johnson. What was it? Do you, can you Jim go Miller? Back? Jim Miller. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, I have. I had a Michael Johnson matchup. Uh, people suggested I wasn't. That it wasn't that one though. But yeah, again, it, it easily could happen. Uh, okay, so that was a lot of listeners' pitches. I have more. I'm guys. I'm gonna have to skim through. If I skip anyone, I apologize in advance. Uh, so Vittori, yes, I saw a pretty split. This is by the way just a general reader suggestions. For Vittori, I saw a pretty even split between Cannoneer, Costa, and just waiting for Till. Uh, Arnold Allen, uh, pretty even. Oh, well, the only one we didn't mention somehow, what, what, uh, Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater, Mike, is that not possible? Do we just not know when Cater's going to come back? I mean, Cater's come up. I mean, Cater came up on the post-fight show. Cater came up through that f- slew of DMs a couple of times. Um, I don't know when he's coming back. It seems they're t- like a... If you watch the interview I do with Tyson Chartier like a month after the fight, he basically said, like, we're slowly going to bring him back. He's going through concussion protocols. Uh, I believe the next trip to the PI is scheduled for July where Cater's going to get checked out again. Um, uh, oh. and just, just to make sure that, you know, everything's progressing the way they want it to. And the plan was, like, the fall, September, October for Cater. So... And it could be that way, or maybe it could be longer. But they're they're taking a very slow, calculated approach as to when he comes back. He will fight again this year, but I think it won't be till like maybe October at this point. Yeah. Okay. I, I and I and I agree. That's why that's why Allen versus Cater was not at the top of my list, but I did see a few people mention it. Uh, Kevin Holland versus the Sean Strickland Christoph Jocko winner. They fight on May first. This Holland versus Strickland is one. Frankly, I, I wouldn't mind if you fought either of those guys if he's staying at one eighty five, which I don't think he should do. But we do want to see him fight Strickland at some point, just for the just the amount of talking. But uh, we've been talking about this one for a while. I think we brought this came up. I think last year when Strickland started putting together wins, we were like, yeah, him and Holland. It just makes a lot of sense to be a great yeah. fight. So, so again, win or lose, I wouldn't mind seeing him match up with Sean Strickland. Uh, Yusuf, people kind of want. I think there's a there's a bit of people that want to see Yusuf and uh, Edson Barbosa rebooked. So whether Barbosa w- uh, beats or um, 
or doesn't beat Shane Burgos. I'm okay with that. Like they were supposed to fight October 10th, so I could see that getting rebooked, regardless of what happens with Barbosa's next fight. Um, uh, Marquez versus Giles. They said so. There's a little revenge for James Krause. So kind of so not the Joaquin Buckley. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I was like, okay, I could see that. He could sell that too. Uh, Joe Selecki versus Vince Vince Pichel. It's a good test. I I looked at that one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I'm concerned about is that that fight would be like exactly the same as the Jim Miller fight. I kind of. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I think he might have passed it. Yeah, I mean, where is Vince Pichel? That's what I want to know. Where is he? Just chilling. He just fought last year and like got a big <laughs> win. He's like, I want to stay active. <laughs> we haven't seen him since. Uh, so we'll see. I feel like we've thrown Pichel out so many times on this show already. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a good veteran option. Um, I, I have to mention this one just because people kept asking. I've some at least two people asked for this. Uh, Rodriguez versus Tim Means. Guys, he he beat Means. He beat yeah. Means his UFC debut. That was and that was last February, guys. This wasn't a long time ago. He submitted I, him. I know, I know, he missed him. I know COVID. I know COVID time is like double, so it feels like maybe it was like two years ago. But I still this fight is still very fresh in my mind. So I'm a little surprised. <laughs> at least two people threw that one out there, uh, guys. That's he beat him or he beat Tim Means. Uh, a rematch somewhere down the road, sure, but I mean like way down the road. I don't see why they would. I don't think Daniel Rodriguez has to take that rematch now. Uh, did you say uh, did any of your uh, suggestions were Rodriguez versus Robbie Lawler? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, that's that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Mcdessey versus Bobby Green, but I just bring it up because how has this not happened before? How's <laughs> have they not? They never. And I was saying like, have they been matched up and it got canceled? I'm like I don't think so. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe it was booked at some point. It just sounds like it's been booked. You know what? You know what's be an interesting one for McDessey? Mm. Rebook the fight with uh, Devonte Smith. There's some. Ooh. There's some sizzle there. There's some heat when, from the past. When were they supposed to fight? That was last, last year. Yeah, that was the one oh. where uh, after it went from John McDessey to Clay Collard to Kama Worthy. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, yes, one of those mutant fights. I love them. Uh, shout outs to Man Mountain Judge Daniel, who comes back after five, over friggin' five years of not fighting, gets a one punch KO, no fifty thousand dollar bonus, and by the end of the night, completely forgotten. I didn't see like anybody talking about it. Thank goodness, of course, our listeners are always on point. They liked uh, Judge Daniel versus Dontel Mays, good matchup, and one that kept coming up, and which I love because I have them right next to each other in my mystery rankings: Impa Kasanganai versus Semi the Jedi uh, Matt Semmelsberger. Whoa! I like it. I, it's just weird. It's just one of those weird matchups where somehow, <laughs> we're just God, that's fun. I don't know. It's such a weird. It's such a weird one. But I like it. I like it. Because uh, i looking very good at 170. Uh, big guy, huge guy. Uh, okay, now okay. Uh, so I'll tell you. I, I just just so many. I I, I don't want to waste so much time like I'm doing now with my <laughs> Philip with my bluster. But I'm gonna have to skip some people. But I don't want to skip a lot of our. I never want to skip our new contributors. So Justin Weneker. Uh, on email, uh, email that said, I've been listening since the start. Have no clue, no, no clue why it took me so long to get on the fun. Freaking love you guys. Thank you, Justin. We love you too. And he had some good suggestions as well. Uh, he wants Vittori versus Brunson, Gamrod Hernandez, Alexander Hernandez, and he's also down with Marquez versus Eric Anders or Andrew Sanchez. So thank you, Justin. He also says he's a, he fought a few professional fights 10 plus years ago. Uh, and all it really means for me now is that I watch these fights with such astonishment at what it takes to do this fight in and fight out, which means I watch every single fight I possibly can. Getting to talk about it with my best friend every week uh, as my job sounds like a pretty <laughs> awesome life. And you both seem like dudes who deserve that. And then he says short emails in the future. Promise. No, Justin, keep your emails long. S- write as much as you want. I, your, your email was very welcome, sir. So thank you very much. It is a pretty good life, Mike. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tristan Gordet 
Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, Chaos Williams. What's up with Chaos? He didn't get booked? He hasn't been booked, no. All right, where's Chaos at? That's Daniel fun, Rodriguez. though. Yeah, I like that. Chaos Williams. Jack Shore, Kyung Ho Kang. I like that. And uh, this one I really liked. I should, I should have mentioned this one first. Joe Selecki versus Mark O'Madson. Uh, now, I know, again, we said Selecki is 3-0 now. He's kind of... I, I am way above O'Madson in the rankings. But I think it'd be cool to have a an Olympic wrestler. Let me put this way. An Olympic wrestler on his resume. Good style matchup. Uh, so I like that. I think I think I know it's again. He is behind Selecki in the rankings, but I think Selecki, if you if you if that was floated his way, he'd be like, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so I'm down with that. And Harry Dwoskin, always contributing via email. Uh, we didn't mention. I got to throw this one out just because we haven't mentioned one of the winners, Luis Saldana versus Austin Lingo. Fun matchup. Uh, Jack Shore versus Chris Gutierrez or Kyler Phillips. I why did I not mention? I didn't think of either of these names. Did you? I did not. They're ahead of him. Maybe they're a little too far ahead. No. Yeah, I think I think, I think the Gutierrez fight. fight is is really interesting. Yeah. Phillips is in the top fifteen, so I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense right now for him to step back and fight a dangerous guy like Shore. But I like the Gutierrez matchup. I feel like Gutierrez. I think they're right around the same place right now. I'll go to Twitter now. So many. Okay, Sammy James wants Gamrot versus Guida. Oh, Grant yeah. da- Grant Dossa would not be happy with that. <laughs> Don't take my Guida fight, Matthews. <laughs> Back off, buddy. Uh, Marquez versus Mukmad. Oh, I know I mispronounced that. Uh, Muradov, Mahmoud Muradov. Excuse me. Oh boy, come on now. Sick. No, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You can't give him no. Muradov. No, 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 no. <laughs> come on. We like we like Julian. Like, I'm not saying he can't beat Murdoff, but Murdoff is a is an absolute oh. animal. Like that guy. No, not yet. Not yet. Give him a, if he wins one more. If he gets I'm one in. more win, we'll give him Murdoff. I'm into it, Sammy. I, I agree. Julian can do it. Uh, at Casual Eves on Twitter at I want to say this at at Casual Eves Eves like Eve Edwards Y V E S. Uh, he wants Michael Johnson versus John McDessie. I think he even made a little graphic. So if you guys want to find Eve on. Uh, on Twitter, he made a little graphic, show him some love. Uh, he's Eve, the hardcore casual, if you just want to search for his name. And this is another one of those, how has this fight not happened before? I just feel like it's it, it's it's a matchup that's been made. But Aronsky, I don't know how I feel with this, Mike. Uh, Shore versus Kenny? Sure, I'm in for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's weird. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too careful with Jack Shore. Uh, I, I know people uh, were asking us before, like they're very high on him, saying he's like a Gregor Gillespie level grappler and that he could have like the same kind of success at 135 pounds so yeah I, it's not crazy uh triple b had a really good suggestion which i actually thought of too i just don't like it because it's it's too far ahead uh puna soriano and anthony hernandez are fighting on june 26th and yes either of those guys would be a great matchup for julian marquez but june 26th is a long is a long way away and then after that of course they take their own breaks so I don't know if Marquez wants to wait four or five months for his next fight or for his next, sorry, not even next fight, his next booking for it to even be announced. So I do, but on paper, that makes a lot of sense. And, and if for some reason he wants to set out or had to, I like that one a lot. So thank you, Triple B. Oh, I had another message I wanted to read from Thomas Collins. Um, which matchup did I like here? So he still wants, he wants Allen versus Yair. He wants Allen versus, versus Yair. He says, I doubt the UFC is going to make Rodriguez versus Megamed Sharapov, given the number of times his previous to scheduled and canceled. I agree. Uh, so I've proposed this fight, which may give Allen a real boost in the rankings, and I think is a potential fight for him, uh, even though it might be too big a jump. 
I don't think it's too big a jump. No. However, it is dependent on whether Allen can fight in the next six months, true, as he has fought quite infrequently over the past few years. And if he does not fight soon, I'm concerned he will unjustly be given someone outside the top of Dean as his next opponent. Yeah, I think that's actually a very legitimate concern, which would be crazy because he's won eight straight fights in the UFC. Uh, shout outs again. I mentioned Toker and Jensen before. I, I'm sorry, my boy. I'm gonna have to skip over here. We, we have mentioned some of those matches already. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to skip people. My guy hates skipping people. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on our timer. I just don't want to go too long. Okay. Uh, at Young Rabbi 86, Gamrot versus Dawson. Interesting. We we mentioned maybe after after he hears after he hears this possibility that he might steal the Guida fight. <laughs> I like I like that fight. Oh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're gonna give Grant what he wants and give him the Guida fight. Even though I don't, I didn't love it at first. After talking to him, I like it more. But I'd rather, as a fan, I'd rather watch Dawson versus Gamrot. I like it. Oh, I it's like that. Fight. But maybe my favorite Gamrot matchup. I love him to go a little bit outside the box, Mike. Barry O'Reilly says, Gamrot, let him welcome Patty Pimblett to the UFC. Ooh. I love it. KSW versus Cage Warriors. Let's go. Wow, I, I like that, that idea so too. Smart. That was so smart. It's we, funny. It's funny. Literally, like another another idea for Mr. Gamrot just came in. Zach Andrews just DM'd me and said Gamrot versus Hanato Moicano. Woo. That's Gamrot, fun too. Man, I'm telling you, he he got so much buzz after that. <laughs> that was that was huge. That was huge. Or should I say regained whatever buzz that he, he might have lost a little bit with the not getting the decision in his debut. But uh, yeah, Barry O'Reilly, very smart. I love that. One of my favorite. Uh, Gamrot from Michael Perugini, uh Gamrot versus Mike Davis, I think is good, and then, uh, Mike Davis versus anyone at this point is super exciting. And then uh, Julian Mar- he joked Julian Marquez versus Liam Hemsworth. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Michael, the, the the Miley Cyrus jokes are very are very like two months ago, man. Come on, let's we're we're on to uh, Kansas City Chiefs jokes now. I know. And then he says, uh, but really, he says, really, Darren win. I'm like, yeah, okay, Marquez versus Darren. Uh, Marcus McGahey, our guy, he says, uh, Young versus Jung versus Kutalaba, Yuan Kutalaba, Devin Clark winner. That's on May 1st. And he's like, he also mentioned the possibility of Gamrot versus uh, Close Stevens, April 17th. And last one from Twitter, Liam Perry. I can't believe I actually made it through these and got to mention almost everyone. Uh, Liam Perry, what did I, I made a note. Oh, okay. He wants Vittori. He, he says, Vittori versus Adesanya. Let's just do it. Probably others are in contention, but Izzy was going to give it to Till with was going to give it to Till with a win, so just give it to Vittori. Okay. Uh, Holland take time off, working his take on defense, drop to welterweight, and uh, and then face the loser of Neil on Neil. Sure. Yeah. yeah I hadn't even thought of that. He's fought Jeff before. He's fought Jeff. Be- Holland has fought Jeff before. Yep. Uh, before was on the pre UFC re- on the regional scene. Who won? I have to. I have to go back and look. I'm not sure. I think I want to say I want to say Kevin won. Uh, Where is it? 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 Wow, this is way early. Jeff Neal, TKO win, third round for Kevin Holland in uh, January of 2017. XKO 34 (laughs) defended the title. Defended the XFO middleweight title so that'd be cool yeah i would love yeah even, uh, hey I, I always love regional matchups back uh, on the ufc level i always think it's a fun fun little uh narrative wrinkle you can add uh oh sorry there's two more because i like that new people uh at sep underscore fred with two d's i don't know uh holland's train take the defense go to welterweight division da, 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 and face an unranked guy he says he wants holland to face an unranked guy like uh, daniel rodriguez miguel baeza or michelle Pereira. 
after the win, you put him against a ranked welterweight. So he doesn't want to jump up Holland too fast. So, right. but I think we're all in agreement. Holland, please, Holland at uh, welterweight, and also Hayes Petard. Uh, last name spelled the same way as former uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback CJ Batard. Uh, Holland versus Pereira, he wants as well. Uh, Dern versus JJ, and more love for Jarvis da- uh, Jarvis Daniel Jarvis Daniel versus uh, Tafa the Tafa Vendera winner May 22nd. Oh, there's one more after me, guys. I'm sorry. Bear with me, Bear- listeners. We're doing good. We're doing good on time. Okay, okay. You're listening to yourself. This is yourselves. All right. <laughs> Nate Andrews. And I also say, listen, you might notice a new, a common theme with some of the people I make sure to read is people who kiss our butts. So kiss our butts or send us money uh, and uh, you, you're guaranteed to have your, your contribution. No, I'm kidding. Please do not send money. Uh, Nate Andrews says, long time listener, first time contributor, loves OTTNO and a and, uh, lot of compliments. And then this person gave us a Bellator versus one matchup. That's why they, they need to be mentioned. So uh, how awesome, he says, what a cross-promoted Bellator versus one, Juan Archuleta versus Adriano Marais fight B. Uh, of course, Adriano is the flyweight champion of one, but they do fight at 135, so he wouldn't be like undersized against Archuleta. I mean, he looked pretty big against DJ. Uh, so, it, yeah, it wouldn't be terrible. I think he might be giving up maybe a, a few pounds to Archuleta, but it wouldn't be crazy. Uh, they could build a fight as the title as uh, Best of the West versus Beast of the East, and to me, this is one of the most fun 135-pound matchups uh, you can make worldwide. <laughs> he also says... Uh, I want you to know about Neil on Neil. I don't think I've been as happy for someone as I am for you since my friend got engaged last May. So uh, thank you, Nate Andrews. That is such a lovely sentiment. Um, All right, guys. One more run of names here. Harper also contacted me, Mike. I'm glad you got to his suggestions. He used me as his backup. Uh, So glad he got on the show. Josh Abukai uh, Saldana versus Josh Kulabau. Jacob Best Gamrot versus Diego Ferreira. Too much too soon? No. He's a champion. I keep forget. I keep again. I, you're right. I keep thinking like Gamrat. Oh, he's only got two fights in the UFC. It's like he's been doing damage over in a major promotion <laughs> overseas. He's not an inexperienced guy at all. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good match. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, you said Matt Bradbury contacted you, right? Didn't you I, yeah. I, I read Matt Bradbury. Matt, you're not Matt. You're not doubling up. Come on, man. You're not doubling. He's, he's done he's, that before. I know uh, he, he has. And, and email. And he emails too. Nice try, Matt. <laughs> Dylan Dylan Shute says uh, Rod, uh, Dan uh, D Rod excuse me versus Li Jingliang very possible and then Mike I'm so excited because our guy literally whose nickname whose username on Instagram is literally just for Otno yes uh, that's literally just for Otno on Instagram OTTNO on to the next one I gotta read this whole thing uh, what's up AK I hope you're having a good weekend thanks for the shout out on Otno we did mention the account uh, a couple weeks ago even though he had not or last week, I think, even though he had not actually messaged me yet. I'm not a big social media person, so I created this account just for suggestions for the show. Not not sure if you guys are doing anything for Bellator, but I thought I'd throw some names for the winners anyway, just in case. This guy did a whole wow. like a whole Bellator 260. I think this is all 260. Uh, two, sorry, not 256 matchups, I think. I think. I, I can't remember what happened to 255 now. I'm just going to rapid fire these out there. John Duma, CJ Hamilton, Diana Absaragova, one of the stars of the weekend with her insane knockout of Terragraph uh, versus Randy Field. I don't know. I don't know who Randy Field. Uh, sorry, Randy Field, if you're out there. I don't know who Randy Field is, Mike. This this literally just for auto. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Nainoa Dung versus Baby Slice. Jalen Bates versus Ite Lipsick. You always talk about Ite Lipsick all the time. So I'm, I know you'll appreciate that matchup. <laughs> 
These are real people, right? Can you look these up? Well, I knew that these are real. Jalen Bates. Jalen Bates. No, Jalen Bates. Looked is, awesome. Bates. Yeah, he looked phenomenal looked great, on yeah. Friday. Uh, it's a lipstick. I'm sorry, I've never heard of. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Cody Law also had a big good win. Uh, Gabriel Varga, uh, Jornel Lugo versus Franz Mlambo, uh, Talita Noguera and uh, Leah McCourt. Dalton Rasta, maybe the most handsome man in Bellator. Sorry, everyone else in Bellator. You, I think you're playing for second place. Uh, Romero Cotton, Dan Moret versus Sydney Outlaw. Uh, Dan Moret winning that close, 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 close decision. Winning? Highly disputed. Winning. Winning. Highly disputed. Let's put it that way. Over Goiti Yamauchi. Uh, he says, Katsangano, just give her the, the, the next title shot yep. after the uh, Cyborg Smith. With respect to uh, what was it, Olivia Parker and uh, Gabrielle Holloway, c- clearly they were build up fights to get this Zangano uh, eventual uh, Zangano cyborg matchup. So, or, or, hey, Leslie Smith pulls off the upset. We don't know. Either way, Zangano title shot. I'm down with it. Or, uh, or you sign Megan Anderson and you do the rematch. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The eyelid. The, oh, that was, that's, I don't want to even think about that finish. Oh, the eyelid. <laughs> uh, Adam Boritz versus Mads Brunel, so Rogers winner. And Liz Carmouche versus uh, give her the title shot as well. He says, just throw her in there, Juliana Velasquez. So, and shout outs. He's from Brantford, Ontario. So, shout outs to Brantford, Ontario. And I am spent. So, thank you. That was, I'm so excited. We got a whole Bellator thing. Uh, he knows more about their matchmaking than I do. Uh, and uh, literally, just for all, no, yeah. you are the best. But all of our listeners are the best, Mike. I'm so happy. Uh, again, anyone I missed. Oh, sorry, Mike, go ahead. I'm going to read one more real quick for Zach Andrews. Just one suggestion because uh, Dano hasn't gotten enough love. Uh, Dano got a suggestion versus uh, Giacomo Lamosh, who what? has yet to make his UFC debut. <laughs> Lamosh was supposed to fight Tanner Bozer in 2019, uh, and that fight did not happen. Let me just find is out it, why that didn't it, happen. Is he a contender series guy? Who is this guy? It was a failed drug test. Where did he come from, though? Contender series or just a signing? Just some guy just a signing. From? Okay. Brazilian Brazilian fighter. Yeah, he failed the drug test, so maybe maybe his suspension is uh is about to run up. Maybe you got I, maybe you got two years. These listeners are so creative. They're so creative. Uh, sometimes we pull out contender series names, but it is always hard to just kind of like you know guys who haven't debuted yet. But man, I like them. I like them. Listeners do. I think it's just such a such a such a clever thing to do. So, uh, but yes, you guys are the best. I, I, anyone I miss, I know I miss at least one or two names, so I apologize. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. By the way, if you have nice things to say, please do. That will not increase your chances of getting read in the air. Uh, money. <laughs> I will make me happy, but will not increase your chances of getting on the air. Just keep being your brilliant, beautiful selves, listeners, and I assure you, you will get your you will get your time in the sun because you guys are amazing. So, uh, if you want to reach me, you guys, uh, for suggestions, you can email me at alex.lee at espionation.com. Hit me up on Instagram, Alexander K K Lee, uh, on Instagram. That's two Ks, and on Twitter, the same thing, but just with one K, Alexander K Lee. Mike, where can they now, where can they get into your increasingly stuffed DM inbox? Um. You can find me on Twitter, MikeHeck underscore JR, I-G-M underscore H-E-C-K-J-R. And uh, keep keep flogging them in. I'm trying my best here. I'm trying to read them. Trying so to respond to as many as I can. But come you're on. You're doing now. great. Yes. You're doing great, Mike. And I also appreciate the kind words for the oh. 261 promo as well. Because my phone oh, freaking yeah. blew up. I didn't even know what the hell happened. Like, my phone just started blowing up. And I was like, what? Like, I ran upstairs. And then someone's like, you were, you were on the promo. And then I saw the Slack channel. And I was like, promo. "Oh my god, no. you weren't!" Hold on, don't be. Let's not be humble now. You led the promo. I wasn't looking at the screen. I wasn't looking at the screen. I just heard your voice, and I'm like, "I'm like, what? I'm like, did I leave something on? Like, did I leave Skype on? Is Mike calling me?" And I was like, and then I looked at the screen. I'm like, "I'm like, whoa! I'm like, this is the promo. This is Mike's voiceover." So you led, sir. You led the promo. Yeah, that was pretty bizarre. Yeah, but I was like, so I just tweeted out, "Hey, that's me." 
because I didn't know what was happening because my phone just was like blowing up like crazy. But and of course, my wife found out about it and she came down, maybe rewind it like 50 times. But God bless her. But listen, that's that. Join us next week. We will discuss the fallout of UFC Vegas 24, the go home show before UFC 261. Of course, Ben Asker versus Jake Paul goes down on Saturday as well. We will not be matchmaking for that. (laughs) Listen, if you got speak for yourself. Okay, here we go. All right. A challenge, a challenge for the listeners of this program. Okay. Match, like, just in the zaniest, most outside of the box (laughs) way possible, match make solely for Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. Okay. Wait till the fight plays out, see how it goes, but have some ideas in mind. And we'll read, we'll read off like the craziest, most ridiculous ideas and just, just have a good laugh after, uh, we could be a painful night. What have you done? I'm so excited. I'm so jacked up. But listen, so all that goes on Saturday. We will, we will talk all about that, but we'll discuss what's next for the winner of the main event between Robert Whitaker and Calvin Gaslam. Will one of these gentlemen do enough to get to a title shot? Jakar Close versus Jeremy Stevens is the co-main event. And as we confirmed earlier uh, this past week, excuse me, Chase Sherman versus Parker Porter is no more. Stepping in on short notice is Andre Arlovsky in the featured spots in the heavyweight division on Saturday. So lots of interesting fights. This is not as star-studded as the last few, but some really interesting matchups. So get ready for that. But until then, he is Alex Kaylee. I am Mike Hack. And just a reminder, do not take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. Just keep it easy this time. Short one. Hey. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.